Tim Chang was born in 1991 and proudly admits to knowing nothing about anything that happened before 2003. Sheltered, innocent, and unaware, this is one man's attempt to show Tim Chang the wonders of the world around him. This is The Education of Tim Chang with your host, Josh Simpson. Hello and welcome to The Education of Tim Chang. I'm Josh Simpson. And I'm Tim Oh, he switched it up on everybody. Yeah. Uh, and today, our guest is Mr. Jacob Pitts. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> What's up, Jacob? Uh, you may know Jacob from Justified or Eurotrip or Eurotrip? anything else you want me to mention. Those are the big... I would lend... It's a horrible last name, isn't it, though? Pitts? Yeah. That's good. It's That's awful. It. I really... I, every day I go around thinking of Jacob Lee... Jacob, it's not too late. Oh, it's too late, man. It's t- I know it is, but it's 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 still it's not too late. I'll look like an asshole, but it'll. I think it's short and to the point, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Let's not get hung up on this. <laughs> uh, well, yes, our guest is uh, Mr. Jacob Pitts, uh, and uh, I've said it again. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about um, mu- music, punk rock. Punk rock music. Uh, uh, for Tim Chang. For Tim Chang. <laughs> That's right. We're both looking at him like a couple of predatory <laughs> animals at the moment. Uh, I'm looking pretty scared. <laughs> this uh, is how I actually imagined every single opening of this podcast. Yeah? There's like a moment of awkward where his head is darting between two... <laughs> kind of pathetically aggressive <laughs> fey boys. That's 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 right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I guess let's just get right into it, Tim. Uh, right. When you think punk rock, first band that comes to mind? Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we are off to an amazing start. Oh. Uh, I see. I, uh, Hoobastank. That's wonderful. Yeah. I just want to say, that's just wonderful. I was thinking like maybe I have Good no Charlotte idea. or yeah. wow. like Good but Charlotte. Hoobastank was another okay. Okay, anything else? Give me some more. Hoobastank. Um uh Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday. That qualifies, I guess. They wear yeah. um did they have a video where they wore like um Docker shorts? Docker shorts? On top of like a suburban home and with a pool behind it and they were kinda angry about that <laughs> i don't know I've, I've never i've never seen any of their videos okay i think that's almost every <laughs> yeah i i figured we'd with, that you'd be most familiar with like the good charlotte era or like right. taking back sunday or, or the newfound glory all those kinds of things who mistake all, all american really rejects got me all american oh. rejects yeah that's that, punk rock right in a way <laughs> uh labels are unimportant you'll come to discover later on in the evening i think mm. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of in the vein yeah it's kind of what it became in a way it's like everyone gets on their high horse in a, in a weird yeah. way to talk about punk rock a lot music. of high horses in punk rock <laughs> are you a high horse i th- most of the time <laughs> um uh so we're going to be mostly covering like the beginnings of the punk rock movement in the 70s, 80s, right? Ish, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Going back to the 50s a little bit. What, uh, can I just ask, what, like, what, other than bands, mm-hmm. are, is there any kind of ideas that you have associated with punk rock? Personalities um, or any sort of, uh... Marilyn Man- Manson? Marilyn... That's right. Yeah, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I've seen those, definitely I'm, not Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, and not the murderer. What's his name? Marilyn... 
That's Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Oh, there you you go. see, no what, Marilyn, what Marilyn Manson did with that was Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson, he combined that into his personality, oh. which was meant to kind of shock people. Oh, I did. Now you're making me real. I did forget about Gigi Allen. I forgot to do any homework on Gigi Allen. Who's that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. Well, that's most people don't. Um, <laughs> but he is kind of an affectionately held uh, joke slash terror story of the punk rock world, I think. So it's kind of like a myth? No, he's very real. Oh, he's, 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 he's real. <laughs> but he wasn't, he's, it's a myth, sort of. He was, I, I don't know, I think he was trying to live up to a myth. And that's what was so horrifying about him. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. So, I, you said Marilyn Manson. So, you think punk, you think Marilyn Manson. But, yeah. like, ideals, let's even say. Like, what do you think it's about? Yeah. What is punk rock punk music rock. about? Being, being a rebel, right? Okay. Being, being against the society, mm-hmm. right? Uh, going against your parents, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's I, I picture just kids listening to that just so that they could just bug their parents. It's like, like, sure. Um, uh, be, being uh, like not mainstream, I guess. Maybe it was like that, like the indie music back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the, the hipster back in the day. Like, oh, you guys can listen to your Britney Spears, but I'm listening to my punk rock, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yeah. right. It's not so far uh, yeah. off base. I would say. Is, if you could, if, is there any <clears throat> single punk rock lyric that you think you can conjure at the moment? <laughs> not at no. all. I. I don't know. Fuck you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's probably sure that's a few of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a favorite? Like, what you would you consider a punk rock band? I guess you said Taking Back Sunday. I feel like I mean, that's more emo, wasn't it? Wasn't that more like screamo emo I, type stuff? I don't know. I all I kind of associated them all together back when I was a kid. Like, sure. They're all the same to me. I just whatever was on Star. Ninety-eight point seven. I was just like, "Oh, they're all they're all the same." That's punk rock. That's rock. That's alternative. That's just all that. That is kind of what happened. Turning that angry white power station, <laughs> <laughs> Laser One Hundred Three in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you're wondering. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm trying to okay, think how else to pick your brain on this. <laughs> like, I, uh, I mean, I, I listened to a lot of rock actually back um, in middle school and high school. Right. I wasn't into like the whole Usher stuff. I was into I liked Kanye. That was like my favorite artist. But right. I was more into like was your favorite artist? I mean, he still is my yeah. favorite artist. <laughs> Ever since um, New Slaves came out, it's <laughs> nonsense. Oh, that song is amazing. Actually, that's that's I, I I not nothing interests me about Kanye West whatsoever. But that New <laughs> Slaves song I saw came on. That was the first thing I've seen him do that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I saw that on SNL. Uh, yeah, he's taking a dark turn. Yeah, he's so smiling. Yeah. You're smiling at me like you've converted me already. <laughs> Tim Shane, yeah. what was the thing you said on Facebook about Kanye West? You said he's the the artist least concerned with money. What did you say? It was um, <laughs> it was he, something uh, pretty. So, someone <laughs> posted like, uh, what did he say? He was like, oh man, Kanye is all about money or whatever. I'm like, no, he's like more about like the art than it is about money because I feel like he. He doesn't. He doesn't do it for the money like some other artists. Like he, because if he did, he would have just kept making the same pop songs. But no, he decided to like take different turns on his albums. You know, I mean, like 808s and Heartbreak by all means was not like an awesome pop album or anything, but it was a good creative, artistic album. I thought. 
right. It's not quite what we said on Facebook, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, something like Facebook, that. Facebook, you said something like, Kanye West does not care about money. I was like, I think he does. <laughs> Just talk to Ron uh, Adrian. That guy knows more. He can explain it better than I can. All right. I, I, I actually like Kanye, too. So, uh, okay. Good good. good, good, good. So, rock music you listened to growing up. Let's get yeah. into it. All right. So, All American Rejects, Killers, Take Max Sunday. Uh, Tim is 22, in case yeah, you're Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yellow Card, Coldplay. Yellow Card. Uh, the band who played Hey, hey There, Delilah. Was that band again? Uh, the Plain uh, White, White Tees. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not so fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, pretty recent. Okay. Uh, so that's what we're dealing with. Just yeah. Just so we're all on the same page here. Uh, mm-hmm. That's rock music. Uh, that Tim Chang knows. Cool. Yeah. All right. So. Um, I guess let's 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 get this thing started. This. So we will be watching uh, the 2000 Julian Temple documentary, The Filth and the Fury, which is a film about the seminal punk band, the Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols. Um, I only know them because I saw Heather Campbell at a cage match once, uh, cage match wearing like Sex Pistols, like a Sex Pistols shirt. Uh-huh. What did you think that was? I thought it was a band. Okay. Yeah, because I it like was like, oh, I think that might be a band I heard of back when I was a kid or something like that. I don't know. And that's the only association you have with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this will be this will be a good little introduction. So yeah, that's how we're gonna start, and then uh, we'll watch that. We'll get Tim's initial thoughts. From my understanding, I haven't seen this movie either, but this mm. is more just an introduction into like what that like the groundswell you might say. Uh, it was it was the first thing that I saw um, that completely changed my mind about what music was or what it could, or what the experience of seeing a band live was mm-hmm. what the experience of you know, listening to a band was cool so uh, interesting yeah or it was a, it was a big it was a big uh, what's the word sea change yeah gotcha for me so cool so that's how we'll start off we'll come back here talk about it a little bit and then we'll get into some music we'll get you listening to some stuff cool cool alright All right. let's do it I am an anti-coast I am an anarchist Don't know what I want But I know how to get it I want to destroy Possibly Cause I Want to be Anarchist England was in a state of social upheaval it's a very, very different time. Total social chaos. There was uh, rioting all over the place. You want to join the picket line? The strikes on every kind of immunity you could think of. The TV channels would go on and off randomly. People were fed up with the old way. The old way was clearly not working. A little bit sticking up there. You can see it in the reflection. Ultra bright gets you noticed. You're told at school, you're told at the job centre, you're told by everyone that you don't stand a chance. And you just accept your lot and get on with it. That's where you're going to get social strife, hate and war and, and race hate. You will grab any power you can to retain some kind of self-respect. 
Words are my weapons. Violence is something I'm not very good at. I don't think you can explain how things happen other than sometimes they just should. And the Sex Pistols should have happened and did. All right, Tim, that was the Sex Pistols. Yeah, the documentary, right? The documentary right. about the, the, the filth and the fury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd say had a hard time staying awake for it. <laughs> I, think I, I had a food coma. A food Nodding coma. off like Sid Vicious himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh-huh. Yep, yeah, food coma Im- immediately set in. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a long day, you know, I only had a few hours of sleep last night. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I don't ask much of you for this podcast, <laughs> but ideally I ask for your attention. Uh, uh, so some takeaways on the Sex Pistols, Tim, what'd you think? All right. Um, I, I liked them. They're pretty cool. Uh, I, I like their I, the con- the concept of like why they were like made. I guess just like the idea behind you know just just like the idea of just doing what you want and being an individual. I like that aspect. Um, and the music was pretty good. Like it was just it's rock and roll, right? And so it's pretty good. Had uh, you heard any of that before? No, I haven't. I've heard stuff similar to that, but I've never heard right. like a, a Sex Pistols song. Like I've never heard God Save the Queen. Or, Mm-mm. Uh, what's the name of the... Is it Antichrist? Is that the name of that song? Anarchy An- in the UK. Anarchy in the yeah. UK. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting. I would have thought you might have heard those. No. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like something to consider too, Tim, is that like this happened in the like late 70s, right? Mid to late yeah. 70s. So like, there wasn't, it wasn't a familiar sound, I wouldn't say. Right? Or it was I mean it was a familiar sound to who? To what? To like the general pop populace? I could be wrong. You know, uh I think what made them so effective, the Sax Pistols in particular, is because um instrumentally and what they were doing, like Tim said, it was rock and roll, it was very traditional with Chuck Berry kind of riffs and that kinda you know, you can kinda hear that old older style but then uh johnny rotten had such uh insane blaring you know like klaxon of a voice Mm -hmm. just completely atonal and yeah yeah you know and i think that's what made it stand out and seem so anarchic and terrifying because it was something very normal contrasted with a this howling demon Mm -hmm. yeah i'd agree with that so takeaways you you respect where it came from yeah, it was like uh, I respect the history, and obviously, you know, uh, started the foundation for other punk bands, right? I'd say the foundation had been laid already. I mean, what oh, that okay. movie kind of leaves out—it leaves out the Ramones, it leaves out the Stooges, it leaves out a lot of stuff that we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, what I took away from it when I saw it is a lot like what you took away. I, perhaps I was in more desperate straits at the time. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I just that last line of Johnny Rotten's, which is saying "fuck it, had enough." Here's the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the reason why I chose punk rock i think the main reason why i chose punk rock is because from the beatles podcast i was infuriated josh (laughs) at at yours and waylon's uh some of it i thought was was reactions to tim's reactions Uh because i thought his were so great and pure yeah, in a yeah. way, and that's what—that's what why we laugh so hard at Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 
Um, I just, I just think that when I was 22, I was trying to act, and I had a lot of older people telling me that Anton Chekhov and Henrik Ibsen and William Shakespeare were these geniuses that I should adhere to and worship, and I really, as a kid in the 21st century, didn't get much out of Russians from the mm-hmm. 19th century. Um, I'm sure that can be very relevant and good for a lot of people. It just wasn't and still isn't anything for me but you can waste a lot of time in your life mm-hmm. with a lot of older people making you feel guilty about things that you just don't relate to so wow. i kind of wanted to uh <laughs> kind of step in and stand up for tim chang here damn that was really damn. nice of you man <laughs> <laughs> well i was never trying to bully him <laughs> no no somebody that's never heard of the beatles you know uh that's kind of the point of the thing is no to, no is to show him the things that you know, he's never seen. Uh, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. But it, and I remember listening to the Beatles for the first time, and some of it I really liked immediately, and some of it I had the same reaction as Tim, and I spent a lot of time feeling like, why don't I feel this way about You Won't See Me? It's on Rubber Soul. It's supposed to be a brilliant record, and yet the song bored me. Yeah. You know. That's fine. I, I, I'm not trying to convert you, Tim. I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to show you. Uh, all right, so let's let's uh, we we've kind of covered the Sex Pistols. You've heard uh, uh, a few of their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, say more than a few, actually. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, what's next? You mentioned the Ramones. Well, what's next? The the overall yeah the, the overall idea of punk going again back to just not to going by your own light for lack of a better expression. What a horrible way to put it um, <laughs> is just the thing that I that defines punk the most to me is abandon and and i think when rock and roll started it and punk weren't really separate entities i think what was special about rock and roll when it came out um are we getting right into the music right away it's true you have yeah. something like, uh there's a when when rock uh, okay when rock and roll came out you had uh, the white music at the time was essentially pop music like Frank Sinatra and whatnot, and it was this very kind of loungy type thing, you know. And then you had the black music, which was played exclusively on black stations, and that was stuff that was, uh, I don't know, Lead Belly, or it was it was far more emotional and out there. You'd get actual maybe screams or some kind of sounds of actual human pain on the records. Um, and so when the big breakthrough with Elvis at the time was that here was a singer, a white singer, um, doing these goofy things at the time. I mean, there's an Elvis song, was called uh, Baby, uh, Baby Let's Play House. And it starts off with what now, I'm sure to you, sounds like an incredible sound like to me when I first heard it, to all of us. Was this really stereotypical, like that was insane to be on a, a pop record at the time? That mm-hmm. was, pl- you know, because no one, it was goofy. It was, it was, and those, all of his records have him going <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what kind of rock and roll was when it started. It was this real kind of, and I think because it was. Uh, the black culture coming into an acceptable, sort of acceptable form in white America. That's where I think, although they like to attribute it to bikers and the wild one and all that, I think 
it's uh, an actual kind of smuggling of black culture and R&B into safe white households that really got everyone up in an uproar mm -hmm. about it. So maybe we should listen to Link Ray's Rumble. Do you have it up there? Uh, yeah, we can do okay. that. So as you probably have heard this, I'm guessing, though it's amazing <laughs> what you haven't heard. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's give it a listen. Sounds kind of familiar. It's been used in a lot of probably commercials. It had it had a I think some prominence in Pulp Fiction and yeah mm -hmm. uh, various other things. I feel like whenever someone's doing something mischievous <laughs> in like a like a throwback movie. or oh, something. Oh, it's when he shot heroin. I think in his maybe I don't know. I don't John remember Travolta exactly. For <laughs> mischievous John Travolta shooting heroin. <laughs> uh, but that's a white dude. Link Ray's a white dude, right? Yeah. Link Ray is a white dude. He's a, he was one that you think ushered ushered in the sound a little bit. I think yeah. I mean he did he did almost complete instrumentals, and it just had that uh, that kind of dangerous feel to it. That yeah. song was actually banned uh, in parts of the United States because they were afraid it's called Rumble, and they were afraid it was going to cause a rumble. <laughs> and it's one of the few instrumental pieces ever to be outright banned. That is kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an instrumental. Yeah. I think, like, what would be even close to that now? I'm, I'm no, I'm just in any venue. I don't know. Rammstein? Rammstein? <laughs> They're allowed. They could they, they hit in the U.S. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything. I was trying to think of, like, even the last thing. Like, I guess Ice Tea, maybe. Something in a video game. Yeah. Yeah, but even there, it's like you can get. Or oh, the last actual music that was banned, right? Or like that had a thing. I guess Judas Priest. Well, they had the like whole. They, there's kind of like a. There's a. There, what was that song? The fuck you song by uh, not Gnarls Barkley, but CeeLo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, that's not. It, yeah, it was CeeLo. Yeah, it was banned. It was they would play Forget You at yeah, a yeah. time when anyone, everyone had already heard the fuck you version. So yeah, yeah. Kind of this parallel cultures happening in a way. Yeah. But they still... Everyone knows what it is. No one wants to get up at karaoke and sing the Forget You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, Tim, thoughts on that? Nothing? No, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like I could... I imagine myself like being in a desert... And that's playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Buying a new car from Audi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a very cinematic imagination yeah. you have, Tim Chang. Thanks. Uh, uh, what, what are we doing? Uh, what do you want to show him next? I think the next one, to go with, uh, to really hear kind of the vocals that you can hear Johnny Rotten doing, that you'll let hear uh, Iggy Pop doing, you have to go with um, I Put a Spell on You by Screaming Jay Hawkins. Okay. Does also, that sound familiar to you? 
I put a spell on you sounds familiar, but I need everything else, no. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see what you think here. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, to your ears, probably a lot of this will sound pretty conventional, and it, you know, it probably was when I first heard it, but when, uh, for, for whatever reason, like, I... I just have been a music obsessive for the better part of my life, and you listen to it enough, and you can kind of hear the the stuff that's real. I don't know the stuff that's really kind of raw in its own way. Stop the things you do. <laughs> What's up? I love. there you have it <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard that song oh, you've heard that, that one? yeah i've heard that song that's more wild than i remember it being oh yeah well he that guy screaming jay hawkins he used to perform coming out he's like the they say he's the precursor to alice cooper and whatnot he would perform coming out of a coffin with a bone through his nose doing all kinds of hurdy-gurdy voodoo dances <laughs> i like to think that he was the borat of his time but i don't <laughs> think there's any part of the culture that that was that evolved you mean that he was putting something on? He or? was put well. He was putting something on, but yeah. like in 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 a parody of this kind of um, step and fetch it type of thing. It wasn't exactly step and fetch it, but it was, and it did freak all the white people out to a certain degree. <laughs> but it was not. It was never as you know. With Borat has that way of revealing people's prejudices. Yeah, I think, yeah. I just think Screamin' Jay Hawkins kind of indulged them. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. That makes sense. Uh, okay. So you see where but that's But I going. still think he's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that song, again, still, like, probably feels like it could be a hit, like, today. Yeah. Um, uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a good track. Uh... Another desert song for you? Nah. I was thinking this one could be, like, used for samples for a hip-hop beat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could see, I could Call see Kanye, that. man. Yo, Kanye, what you you at? <laughs> he probably is already Kanye's tried. listening. Uh, uh, cool. Let's keep this train a moving. Uh, uh, what do we got next, Jacob? I don't know. I think we should jump way ahead and go to the 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 maker of punk, uh, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. All right, Iggy cool. Pop. So I'm I'm curious to know. Have you ever heard Iggy Pop before? He's not. He's not one of the. Sex pistols, right? No, he's no. not. Sex well, if you've been awake for that, <laughs> if you've been awake for that. Uh, don't hour and reve- a half don't movie. reveal the end to him. <laughs> I won't. Uh, <laughs> is he a sex pistol? <laughs> you just sat in this room for an hour and a half watching that movie. I forgot all their names. I just know Sid Vicious. Iggy does sound like a sex pistol name. Yeah, I forgot. Sid Vicious is the one who died. Then Nancy. She she was a girlfriend more than yeah. a band member. Yeah. So we're doing uh, the Stooges. I think TVI. Lord! 
that was that was cool, dude. Yeah, I liked it. It was really active. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really liked it. It was, um, yeah, I, I like that. Those that kind of rock music, just like in the beginning of the scream, the screamo mm-hmm. thing, and then just like anything like just gets me like moving. I guess I feel like I like, you know, I guess my body moving. Not yeah. a, not a U two fan. Uh, I haven't really listened to a lot of YouTube, right. but I mean, yeah. Not That's another YouTube. fun thing you'll discover is reference points right. are going to be are just way... Fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 not an Arcade Fire fan. Uh, they're all right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, not my favorite band. You like some desperation. You like some blood in the teeth. Yeah, like I went to, I went to uh, do you guys know Haste the Day? It's like a metal band. Okay. I went I went to one of their concerts in high school and you know, it was just like a lot of like screaming and like heavy metal kind of stuff and there was like a lot of moshing. Mm-hmm. So I did a little moshing back in the day. <laughs> You're saying so, that like a like a 60-year-old would say it. What? It's not moshing? <laughs> moshing? <laughs> it's not moshing? I heard of it? No. no. <laughs> How'd you fare in the mosh pit? Yeah. Uh I think uh oh, smacked one of my friends in the face and I got pretty pissed about it. But then, <laughs> but isn't it if you're in the? I've never been in a mosh pit. But he was, he was because I like I never moshed before. So yeah. like when I smacked him in the face, he got mad. It's like I can't believe I got smacked by Chang, man. So that was like that's why he was he was like uh, angry about it. But he we got, he got over it. Did you go to a lot of the live gigs growing up? Um, not really. I didn't go to like a lot of my friends did at the Glass House, but I only went to that because I wanted to know what it was like. Right. The moshing. So, right. but no, not really. I did my share of moshing. Yeah, yeah. What were Just some of your favorite moshes? Uh, I can't say I had a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what were your notable uh, moshes? Uh, I just remember the first one. When I was in seventh grade, I just wanted to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. So I went to Laser 103's Christmas Bash, and Godsmack was the headliner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, right now at 29, I, I look young. That's what I'm told. And when I was, you know, you 18, look adorable. But when I was like uh, seventh grade, I looked like I was in third grade. Right. Like I, I looked like, like literally, I was a child that looked like a younger child. I think yeah. we're a table and of three gentlemen who all have had the same problem. In <laughs> that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember, I just remember getting, I did uh, crowd surfing. And oh, nice. I remember like, I probably weighed, not, no exaggeration, 80 pounds. And they, oh. <laughs> they just threw me into a security guard. <laughs> Didn't last very long. It wasn't much of a, a crowd surf as it was just a catapult. But, you know, it was pretty fun. Uh, interesting. I noticed about the, this that just uh, in comparison to what we've been listening to yeah. earlier, like even just, I guess, the Sex Pistols or what I think. Like I think like there's more musicianship in a weird way. Well, yeah, the, the Sex Pistols thing. weren't known for it. And that yeah. last song in particular... Uh, Search and Destroy is when they had he had James Williamson in the band, uh-huh. who is a shit hot guitarist. I'm a ski walking cheetah with a hat full of napalm. I'm a runaway son of the nuclear A-bound. I'm the world's forgotten boy The one who searches and destroys Mother, gotta help me, please Somebody gotta save my soul Baby, that's late for me oh. Look out, honey 
Pop came out of Detroit, and that, it was a band that, and he was just kind of the first person known for insane performances. He was the kind of uh, I th- I like to think another kind of eighty pound seventh grader who could get easily <laughs> yeah, yeah. get thrown mm-hmm. about the mosh pit. But he instigated that stuff. He would go on stage, cut himself, Whoa. take his dick out, and just balance it on the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, throw peanut butter at the audience. He provokes. There's a famous live recording. I think the name of the album is Metallic Ko, in which he provokes a gang of Hell's Angels throughout the recording. And you can actually hear one of its uh, claims to fame is that you can actually hear the bottles breaking on the record. You That's know? awesome. <laughs> uh, so he was he's kind of looked at they call him the godfather of punk he's just looked at as the and indeed um, Johnny Rotten had seen the Stooges perform in uh, London sometime in 73 I think it was something like that uh, and kind of got this it was, it was from Iggy that the confrontational kind of piss-taking, not giving a shit what the audience thought, provocative kind of performance came. He's still going, too, right? He's still going. He's Maybe you know him as that old, long-haired guy with the unreasonable torso. Yes. You should show your picture. He's, he's, a, he's been... That's what he's been known... Of. When I first became aware of him, he was the old, long-haired guy with the unreasonable torso in the mid-90s for train spotting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's... he's Take a look here, Tim. Yeah. How old is he now? He's like 65. He's in better oh. shape than All he should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Rourkeish quality. <laughs> the one you searching, searching to destroy. Uh, what do we got? Uh, well, I guess from right there we go to this is thought of as the first real I guess is real punk band or not you know like I said labels are not really important it's all kind of one sound developing over time and continuing and but this is kind of the wellspring uh, that everyone goes to and it's the Ramones I've heard, heard of the Ramones from, you've definitely heard a couple songs by the Ramones I've heard the Ramones from Entourage okay <laughs> what do you mean like they like uh, there's an episode on Entourage where like oh man you Vince you gotta be one of the Ramones bro <laughs> that's how it- <laughs> oh that's right I know vaguely what you're talking about it's a biopic that they're trying to get oh they're trying the- to be cast as a Ramone yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you you watch Entourage yeah okay that's, that's cool I, I watched it back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I would, you know, wouldn't have guessed, but I guess you know. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah, it was like 2005, right? That's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was back in the day. No. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some of the Ramones. So you're familiar. Yeah, familiar. <laughs> uh, thanks to Entourage. Who knew? 
Well, yeah. I, I don't... Uh, I have no association with Andre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's been interesting to see how Tim has been ushered into... Certain things. He, yeah. he knew about the Revolutionary War through uh, Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> well, I knew about that through school. <laughs> but mostly through Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. The details. Uh, uh, interesting. Uh, what do you think about the Ramones compared to everything we've heard so far? I liked everything else better. Uh, I don't know the Ramones. That, I don't know the singer is, but... Joey. Joey? Yeah. The Ramones. Jo- I don't know. Yeah, oh, go ahead. See, this uh, is what I like. Yeah. I see a real reaction in you somewhere that's... I don't know what it is. Could be disgusted. Could be you just don't think much of them. And it's okay to have that reaction. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, I'm just not a fan of his voice. I just, it just sounds kind of like a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, I don't know. The other guys were it's like... Right. He's, he's, he's passed away. You can <laughs> say whatever you oh, want. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry he passed away, but I'm not sorry about, you know, how I think about his voice. No, like, no, it's cool. Everyone else likes him, so whatever, but like... You know. Okay. Yeah, just like, uh, like I love the instrumentals, like the, the you know, the guitars and guitars. all. That. Yeah, yeah, but then it's just like, then you're like, hey, hey, hey. It's like, well, do you not like the type of melody it is, as opposed to his vocals, perhaps? Mm, the melody like is the okay. kind because of, it does go back to girl. Gr- they use a lot of girl group influence in there. All that old kind of '50s surfers thing is where the yeah melody. Which is what I noticed, but it's like, it's it's a little bit more tolerable than like the. Uh, Beatles back in their beginnings to sure. me you know sure. it's like it's, the guitars and drums still feel a lot stronger yeah but the voice is just like what throws me like oh man like well, this guy's kind of fruity I guess I don't know so. <laughs> I don't know that's not the best adjective to describe Joey Ramone <laughs> say what you know. will yeah I don't know but yeah that's that's my opinion on that <laughs> I think I we like, made a real breakthrough right yeah, now. I feel like we might have kneecapped Joey Ramone a little bit going from Iggy Pop to... <laughs> well, yeah. you're going to kneecap anyone kind of going from Iggy Pop. Yeah. He's one of the fiercest vocalists ever. But you know. I, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it's a slightly friendlier... Like, if, 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 if someone came out with that kind of sound today, it would be like, well, it's almost polite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in, and you got to understand, like, the Ramones, in their time, I think it was something like... A combination of the Wu Tang Clan and Tenacious D, for their time, because what they were doing again was just very like the guitars they had were really these. Everyone says buzzsaw, and very cutting, very aggressive, and then the melodies were so sing-songy, and they yeah. were four guys as opposed to how many are in Wu Tang seven or something like that. It was that. like seven or eight. Yeah, they're guys from an obscure neighborhood in New York. Who have their own sound, which is really different from everything at the time to- else at the time, which is also um, incredibly mired in this kind of pop culture. The Ramones, it's horror movies and comic books, and the Wu Tang Clan, it's uh, kung fu movies and mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. And you, me. yeah. Well, not a fan of. Uh, I had a few choice words for Joey Ramone. Fruity Joey Ramone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> uh, all, right. Uh, all right, from the Ramones to well, where are we going? Oh well, then. Well, now just to, I feel like I'm really throwing Joey under the bus here, but the Ramones. I'll play one more Ramones song to kind of show you where it was going. Okay, I guess this is called "Teenage Lobotomy."
you at all, Tim? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Still pretty swishy, though, right? A little bit. I just <laughs> want to make it clear, by the way. I'm not, like, against, okay. like, no, we're just having... soft, no. spoken... Yeah, I don't know. I like Five for Fighting, by the way, which is, like... It's just the contrast in the Ramones, like, the vocals and the instrumentals is, is like, weird. Oh, we're just funning you. No, no, I want to make it clear to the audience. Oh, you want to make it clear to the audience? <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I'm you're, like you're not. You don't harbor hate in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love, I love everyone, of course, <laughs> except for Joey Ramone. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. But this, this is cool. Good, good track. Okay, so yeah. if I can bring it up to speed, what I think happened at that point, generally, is by this time it was about 1977. And as you kind of saw in the Six Pistols documentary, the punk thing, it had gotten a name. All those guys, the Stooges, the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, if you had asked them what kind of music they play, they would have told you they play rock and roll. They play rock and roll the way it should be played, the way they see it, the way it was originally intended, blah, 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 blah. But the media has to sell records, and they got to sell t-shirts, and they got to sell all kinds of merchandise, and they got to create a controversy. So they, this thing called punk, and that's what they use, and that's what they tag it with. So at this point, you have kind of a split where all the bands... Sorry, am I not close enough there for you? There you go. Okay. Where all the bands that were... That would then started calling themselves punk. So you had bands coming out who were, as you, again you saw in the Sex Pistols documentary, a bit insincere in their intentions. And just kind of... It didn't come from any kind of circumstance or aesthetic of their own it became because they saw other people uh, making money and getting famous off of that now I like some of those bands who probably people because I think if some people can pop out a good song regardless of whatever their intentions are mm -hmm. but uh, and so you have those bands becoming punk slash new wave which are kind of more commercial things like the police or the cars um, and then you've got this other... No, That's not, not registered. No, I was looking if it was hitting. <laughs> no. Well, there were these bands called The Police and the Cars. And you saw a little bit of Sting in that saw movie. saw a little bit of Sting in the movie. movie. And I don't th I think that he was out on that one. We think he was, too. Okay. Um, uh, Sting came in for 15 gorgeous seconds. Anyway. Yeah, he, was, um, he, was in the, he was on some of that. He was in that car, right? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, and then, so what happens? That, so that went kind of more commercial, and then you had another breed of punk who wanted to keep things the way they were, wanted to go uncommercial. And so what spread out of that was the hardcore scene came out uh, in America in the late '70s, early '80s, particularly in Washington D.C. with bands like Black Flag, Minor Threat, uh, The Bad Brains, and they were all about not being accessible, not being commercial, and because like the Sex Pistols and the punk bands before, they kind of had seen themselves as isolated, as if they wouldn't be able to ever be rock stars. So in a way, they created their own scene, and this was the first time you saw people organizing their own tours and pressing and making their own records. There were no, this is the first independent record uh, business going on. They, they weren't waiting for managers or agents to come notice them. They weren't waiting to be handled by any corporation. They were making this stuff themselves, passing it to their friends, and creating their own scene. Which um, is something before the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, that's pretty like, cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what, what are we starting with here? So Black we're going to start with... Uh, or you can do whatever you like. Rise Above by Black Flag.
Um, Henry Rollins. I, I wanted to. I wanted to. Does that ring any bells for you? No. Nope. No. Nope. That's kind of surprising to me. Why? I don't know. I just feel like he's in the culture. You know, like yeah, uh, he's he's. Well, I think he's very engaged. Although the culture doesn't engage back. I think early. You know, what's the culture anymore? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's we're going. You know, back the, these Black Flag songs and the Minor Threat songs. It seems to me it was a time where alternative and mainstream were far more clear cut. And now we have a world where everyone's kind of into their own little iTunes playlist. Uh huh. You know, you build your own little world and you get lost in it, and everything's so specialized. So it's yeah. hard to tell. You know, it's kind of nice because I'll meet some people who will I who I think will have very seem to have very mainstream reference points and then they'll throw in a curveball like, oh, I love Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I feel like... <laughs> I, I know him mostly from just like, yeah, his cultural critiques mostly. I th- that's mostly his, what I'm a fan of is his, um, is his books and his, uh, his talking stuff. I met Henry Rollins. Oh, did you? Uh, when I worked for Funny or Die. And uh, I played Cash Cab with him. <laughs> did you really? Cash Cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you played with him? I impressed him because I knew what a sousaphone was. Okay. Uh, uh, but I he, couldn't have done that. He was getting into makeup, and Cash Cab was on the TV, like in the waiting room. Or oh, whatever. okay. So, like, yeah, basically, I kind of played along with him. But he was like very, like, very friendly. He was, <laughs> he was there to do a GI Joe video. I helped make. But oh. <laughs> yeah, he will tell. He will say that he's always a Boy Scout when he meets you in person. But to this day, his private uh, journals get very dark. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, he's one of my favorite uh, people ever. Yeah, he's I've, just intense. Yeah, he's <laughs> a very but kind of warm and fuzzy at the same time. Yeah, like inviting you into his. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have made the mistake of getting too close. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's a guy who it's like I, from his writings, I I I I think I mean, he's like a great personal philosopher of mine. But I think I don't. I think I'd just want to stay away from him if he ever came. <laughs> just not even because I was afraid of him, but because he just seems like he hates meeting people so much. He wasn't. He wasn't cold. I would say this is just a picture. Of no. Uh, nothing. Nothing, Tim. He no. was. A, okay. I think in 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 uh, Josh and my in our version of 2005 in our youth, <laughs> Henry Rollins was this really kind of out of. Pl- he was always out of place. He was in in, in the mid 90s. He was. Just this square-jawed jock-looking guy yeah. on MTV, but, and I, like I didn't like him immediately just because he looked like one of the assholes at my yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. He's not. I remember thinking, like, seeing one of his specials and being like, "Is this guy a stand-up or what?" Right. <laughs> like, like he's not going for laughs, but he is interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, got great stories about the Ramones and about Iggy Pop and about all these people. There's a great YouTube clip of him trying to compete with Iggy Pop at some festival in the late 90s and just like where he gets really psyched up for it and like I'm gonna be rumble in the jungle you and me pop <laughs> something like that and just getting psyching himself up and just giving all he's got and then Iggy Pop sees him and then Iggy Pop just kind of waltzes out with barely any effort <laughs> destroys him <laughs> on stage this is the guy from Black Flag Black yeah, Flag yeah yeah, yeah. That's it's, a, it's a lot we're covering I, I, I have to say that I realize we're 
It's more about the, trying to impart the spirit of, please tell us who you think are pansies and who aren't, <laughs> um, as opposed to, and, and, and uh, stand up. Yeah. For your own point of view. Not that I felt you needed to. I th- I th- you said wonderful things on the Beatles podcast. But, I mean, I just, <laughs> just as a general theme to all the youth out there, uh, don't let anyone tell you that Chekhov is special when it means nothing to you. <laughs> that really got you, huh? It really, t- it really, really makes me played on all my insecurities and, and wasted a lot of time. <laughs> um, and then I th- and so I, but I know there are a lot of gaps in the punk record a lot of you know huge bands that i'm not paying much attention to but these are the ones that mean something to me and that i think would make it i actually that's i haven't even included my very favorite ones but i just think that they wouldn't be as illustrative let's end with one of your favorite ones mm. uh, uh okay. we don't have to end right now but i'm saying let's let's well that indeed we are ending with one of my favorite ones uh, okay cool uh, uh uh what's next i don't know i think that how do you feel we represented hardcore there pretty well right uh, if, if I mean, I'm being out of, where does Fugazi fit into all this? Oh, Fugazi, right. Well, Fugazi, that last band you heard was Minor Threat mm-hmm. with Filler, and uh, that uh, Ian Mackay was kind of the stalwart kingpin. These are all bad names, but he's the center <laughs> of kind of the DC hardcore scene, one of the uh, great philosophers of hardcore, of punk rock, of society, various things. I'm sure all, all of these things are disgusting for if he heard them i think <laughs> he's he's kind of one of the the icons that people look to and uh he had a band after minor threat uh called fugazi and they uh at a time when everyone was being snatched up by major labels is when nirvana hit and so any band that had guitars and an attitude at the time uh were being snatched up and given major and they were offered major label record deals, you know, and I don't know how many hundreds, thousands, millions, whatever, because they were constantly name-dropped by bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and mm-hmm. whoever else. And uh, they refused just because they had already set up their own label, as they did back when Hardcore started, and they would charge, I believe, um, no more than $6 a ticket to get into one of their shows wherever they were playing that was a stipulation still do, right? I think so with the evens or maybe it's up to 10 now or something like that but it's still amazingly cheap yeah and um and no more than I think 10 or 11 dollars for maybe more than 10 9 I don't know for a record for a release which at the time was insane when when we were coming up in 1991 we had <laughs> CDs and they came in these giant sleeves <laughs> that you had to somehow penetrate with some kind of box cutters or something and they charged you $23 for one of these things whoa you know i mean that, you could yeah, get them i i, I tended i tended to get them used in stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but i mean they they pawned that nonsense off on a lot of people um and so Fugazi was, and they also uh, wouldn't do any interviews or be part of any publication that advertised uh, alcohol or tobacco. So I forgot. I, I, I forgot about that. The Were they totally edge. straight edge? Ian Mackay was. I don't yeah, know about yeah. the rest of them. But um, yeah. Interesting. But, uh, it's be to, while we're we're playing this, to and they were just a very intense. Just a very intense, very great band. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. They're much more musically complex. They were getting into kind of. Uh, start and stop rhythms and kind of very jagged jerky stuff um, and also really uh, melodic stuff kind of call and response and it was it was great let's do it all right
this waiting room. <laughs> good for you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing a band in a club and seeing just having a moment mm-hmm. you know yeah. and just being caught up in that rather than and it had all been I think my first concert ever was the U2 Pop Mart tour <laughs> and it wow. was just this giant spectacle you know which right. didn't really you just yeah. kind of sat there and watched like an aircraft carrier take off and then yeah, that was yeah, about yeah. it now it's like full of cell phones and Shit. Like, yeah, that, there's that, that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that always bugs me. Not, that's what it seems like most people go to see. When I've, I've seen, I saw Regina Spector a few years ago, um, and it was a drag because so many people they just want to feel like they're at somewhere experiencing something as opposed to just experiencing something. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, yeah. I hope your recording all of that was. Brilliant. I did record that. Oh, great. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I agree. Um, uh, so, what, had you heard that Fugazi song before? Have I've never heard that before, no. no. You haven't heard that? I feel like that's like a, another one of those that is just like in, in some sound. You know, some of these, like I would say that comparatively for most people, this is not something that, Fugazi is not something that most people go, oh, of course, Fugazi. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. uh, and most of this is a bit obscure, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain. I wanted to get him in there too, just because of what you were talking about earlier, with just like the idea of like five, six dollars a show, yeah, like and yeah, like denying the like talking about Kanye doesn't care about money, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fugazi. Really well, but they can took t- that shit to the not to the bank, I guess you could say. But they would <laughs> probably tell you no. I mean, but they would tell you they're not doing it for charity. They want to make money and they want to run a good business. They also are making the point you don't need to charge people minimum sixty bucks for a concert ticket. Yeah, to do it. Yeah, you know? true. True that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do we got? What do we got? Well, I'll, this is an odd one because this comes from. Uh, everything that that kind of hardcore independent movement set up in the 80s, which was the producing of one's own material and distributing of one's own material, this was it on an incredibly basic commando level, and the man's name was Daniel Johnston. And he may be one of the most colorful people that we've talked about tonight, and I don't know. I'll play the song, and then, uh, and then well, I guess we'll get into talking about it. I was I was a little surprised to see this on your list, but well, but, I think yeah, it well. I think it I think it exemplifies the kind of um, abandon that I was talking about and the yeah. utter <clears throat> unselfconsciousness of it and the um, I don't know the utter guileless yeah attitude of punk and the do it yourself you know absolutely realness man it's <laughs> not realness here it is all right this is living life by Daniel Johnston. Hold me like a mother would, like I always knew. Somebody should know tomorrow. 
Daniel Johnston fall on the Joey Ramone scale of <laughs> questionable sexuality. Tim Chang. Hey, that was I like that. That was my favorite. You like that one? My favorite track out of all the tracks so far. Really? Yeah. Wow. I get that. I I like I said, I was a little surprised that you not surprised that you included it, but just in the list with all the other bands, mm. you know what I mean? Uh uh but I love Daniel Johnston. Yeah. I feel like yeah. his songs are just beautiful. And yeah, he's, he <laughs> I think it's like a combination of what like Sadly, a little bit of what just like reckless abandon combined with a little bit of mental illness right. will uh, will give you. Right, just like, that's another thing that you could do a whole podcast on mentally damaged uh, geniuses in rock and roll. I mean, could do a whole podcast on Daniel Johnson. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, his songs like get me. Like for like worried shoes is such a good song. Worried shoes. Find you in the end. Which uh, one? Have you heard my yoke is heavy? I believe so, but it doesn't come to uh, that's, that's That one gets me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that get me. Yeah. Um, he was a guy who, I think he, he was a, a guy. Yeah, he is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was about 20 when he recorded that. And he was, he, you know, he lived with his, I don't know, variously with his parents and then uh, also on his own. And he would just record songs on a tape, on a, you know, you could buy it at Sears kind of tape recorder. Mm-hmm. on his piano that he had written and recorded and he would pass and he would make copies of them and pass them out at various places and he became known as this oddball kind of musician in Austin. Mm-hmm. And kind of a cracked genius at the time. And he kind of, I would say he rose to prominence with Nirvana or with Kurt Cobain yeah. wearing that shirt. Yeah, Kurt with, Cobain. With they, he had a shirt. I think, I don't know if Kurt Cobain had made it or something because Kurt Cobain could draw and he just copied the album. I didn't know there were like Daniel Johnston T-shirts at that time. I don't know. I'm where. not sure. I just know that he was on a ma- from the I documentary. Have, so. I've got a Daniel Johnston. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, that's a great shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you like about Daniel Johnston? I think that's kind of a cool, yeah, little comparison to make here with because people uh, people I've found who I've played Daniel Johnston for, uh-huh. they either really find him intriguing, or in most cases, they hate him. Yeah, yeah. Can't stand them. So it's very interesting. So Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like um, just listening and sing and then play the piano. And then just like, it just felt, I don't know, soothing. Just kind of like mm. felt really calm. And then when he was going off key, it felt like he just didn't care. Yeah. And like, that's what I like. It's like, oh yeah, you don't care, but you're still just, you're still putting your heart out there. Yeah. So it was very expressive. I like that. He got in a he he uh, crashed a plane because he thought Casper the Ghost was on board. Mm-hmm. You know that? Hey man, he's a crazy genius. <laughs> I respect that. He survived. <laughs> he yeah. survived. There you go. He survived. You should watch that movie, Devil and Daniel Johnson. Yeah, highly recommended. Yeah. Not sure if that's on Netflix, but uh, highly, highly know. recommended. Oh yeah. Um, so we're in the tail end here. So yeah, we're in the tail end. Uh, this could be the last two. I I included this Husker Du song just because I thought. I thought for whatever reason it was the most emblematic of whatever punk rock has turned into now. Like the the sound of it sounds a lot like what they're playing now. Mm-hmm. Bob Mould still Mould still plays 
with like the Foo Fighters and stuff. Like, oh, does he? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he's another one of those staples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is Husker Du. Husker Du. Husker Du. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I gotta say, I know it's the end of this podcast, but this is one of the podcasts that I know the least amount about. I know like the broad <laughs> strokes about Fugazi and Black Flag and all that stuff. I think all I have up on you is the pronunciation. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> uh, I have a general knowledge, but not like it's never something I really dove into. This is I Apologize by Husker Du. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah, not. I'm Let's not get like, it out of them. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like super impressed. It was just like a fun, right, casual kind of song, but not a. I'm not gonna probably. I'm probably not gonna remember this band. Right. Sure. Um, Nothing. Definitely not playing that in your car. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even. That's right. Yeah. Car songs are the good <laughs> songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably forget. I'm probably gonna forget the name of this band after. I leave. That's all right. <laughs> this this, this uh, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. So no, no real thoughts on that. Yeah, it's I like just I, they're, they're not particularly one of my favorites. I just thought it was a song that I don't know, and I thought it would bridge the gap to Green Day Land. Oh, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to know what do you know about Green Day? Yeah. I walk a lonely road. I know, I know that song. You, you guys know that song? No. I walk a lonely road. Is that a, is that an American <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, is that American Indian? I just want to sing the rest of whatever me and Tim think <laughs> this song is. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because okay. we seem to be on the same page with it. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. These empty streets. I walk alone. I walk alone. <laughs> I love Bull, that guy. Boulevard of captive audience today. <laughs> the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. That's right. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Green Day. I yeah, Green Day is cool. I, yeah. I uh, I've seen them in concert more than once. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give it to Billy Joel, man. <laughs> uh, uh, that was also the first CD I ever bought. It was Dookie. Dookie. Mm-hmm. What was your first CD, Tim? I think it was the, the, it was the uh, WWF like Volume Five with the Rock, <laughs> the wrapping pie. <laughs> The Rock rapped? <laughs> he rapped about pie. Uh, that's why I bought that CD. All right, well, I gotta find that. <laughs> what is the context of that, though? So it's just like the all the entrance themes, which are also bands. Like, the bands make the themes for the wrestlers. Okay. But then there was also the special, like, The Rock track where he just, like, raps about pie. Like and pie, like pumpkin pie? No, like pussy. Oh, um, well, that's different. Yeah. The Rock, so he's, he, I mean, he says pie. It's like his, you know, he always talks about pie in wrestling. It's like, One of those very subtle WWE. I didn't know WWE pie. Thing. Like, I actually thought he was going through, you know. Oh, when no. your holidays are getting you down. Yeah. Was it acapella rapping about 
pie slash pussy. There was a there was a little bit of acapella from there was like a back background singers, but it was mainly him just like rapping about it. You gotta listen to it; it's a lot of fun. I, I don't doubt it. Let the rock tell you a little story about pie. Uh, all right, Let, let's bring us home here. So this last is one of my favorites. This is probably one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, this is the Replacements mm. uh, with a song called "Bastards of Young." High expectations here. <laughs> no, just 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 just, <laughs> just listen. <laughs> Tim. What do you think? Pretty, really good, yeah. You like that? Pretty, really good, yeah. Um, yeah, I played this in my car. It's a car song? It's a car Are you song. you just saying that because it's Jacob's favorite? No, no, I really like mm. that. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> no, really, that was really good. It's like a, I could see that being like my ending credits for a movie or something. Wow. Yeah. That sounds High like praise. The, that sounds like even Trump's a car song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what did you like about it? Uh, I liked... Just like the different range, and like musically, just like there's a, there's a little bit of this, a little bit hard, you know, going mm-hmm. a little like toned down, like consistent, just kind of, I guess, volume, I guess, I don't know. And then the uh, just, I don't know, tension to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, feel, it felt good. It was like a, it was a feel good song, but also made me feel like hopeful. Mm. I don't know. It's like, it was a good song. I'm good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, so, uh, so that's our that's our last song. So let's get some, some overall thoughts here, Tim. Uh, uh, well, first, I guess I want to know how do you, how does this compare to what Hoobastank? <laughs> In terms uh, of, I guess what I mean is, do you have a different idea of what you think punk music, is, or, or that might be leading you too much? But like, yeah, how would the two compare? What we've shown you compared to what you th- what you thought about punk music coming in. Um, I still think it's, I mean, like, I'm more exposed to it now, but I think it just proved to me that, oh yeah, it is that. It is just like, you know, really like, kind of a little hardcore kind of thing, you know, just like, uh, like, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's just like, like, Hoobastank obviously is not better than some of these songs I've heard today. Hmm. You know, Hoobastank is more just kind of like. I can't even think of a Hoobastank song. What, what, what's well, a Hoobastank there song? There was a big ballad hit. <laughs> he knows it. What is it? Right. The reason. Oh. I gotcha. How does yeah. that go? And I found the reason for me <laughs> to change who I used to be. Oh. Yeah. Was that. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. Like. Yeah, this is this is obviously better. Like it, you can just I can just feel that it's better. I don't know. 
Anyway, I, I, yeah. I should just say, like, I, the whole thing about it for me is there is no better. It's, it's just kind of what works for you. If you yeah, were to come yeah. in and say, I mean, I know you weren't aligning yourself with Hoobastank, but if that's to you was your band, and then you heard all this, and you kind of got a different perspective, and then you're still like, yeah, but I still, I still like Hoobastank. <laughs> like, right. there's, it's, that's great. Like, I, I don't think it, it's, I don't know, I just, just kind of wanted to give you something to galvanize your own feeling. I mean, my favorite right. for me, I mean, punk is like shorthand for me is whatever moves you. Right. Whatever gives you that or reminds you of that desperation within yourself, mm-hmm. you know. My favorite punk song at the moment is, um, oh, what's that one? Regrets collect like old friends. It's a Florence and the Machine thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, shake it out. Check it out. That's my running. That's when I'm. I can hear a bunch of ACDC, but then that comes on during a run, and I just get really sad for a moment, and I cry, <laughs> and I cry up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, guess, uh, I guess what I'm just trying to say is like I know, like this. Oh yeah, this is punk. This is like a lot of like screaming, kind of like rocking, dun, 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 like a lot of like that heavy stuff. Right. But then I was never exposed to like good punk music. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And, like, and I've always just heard like Who was saying and just like whatever I've heard on the radio before. But like, you know. Pistol, like Sex Pistols, like pretty pretty good. Like I probably listen, to check out a few more of their songs just to see, like, because I, I get to hear much of it in the documentary. Right. But like I'd probably take a you know take a listen and uh, you know replacements were good. Mm-hmm. So I think what I was trying to like see. lead you towards is like not even like better or worse, but like where it's coming from. Because I feel yeah. like Hoobastank's coming from a way different place than the Sex yeah. Pistols. I feel like yeah. that's undeniable. Yeah, no matter how you yeah, yeah. how you align well, them qualitatively. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah, good dismount on that one. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, it's, I guess I, I mean learn the history of punk. I guess a little bit more. It's like the Sex Pistols. They're they. I guess they're their songs are more just about creative expression. You know, it's more about like like they said it in the documentary. Like it was about like individuality, wearing the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like, and they weren't ashamed of it. Like mm-hmm. even like when they talked about how like oh when this rich kid started like. Mm-hmm. following the trend it was like uh, now it's not it's just a trend it's not like people just being themselves because before right. people come in the concerts they're all types of people they're all different original types of people so, like there's something in the document that said about that I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember but like yeah, yeah. yeah there was that and then after when they got really successful that's when the trend started happening right so that's like that's how everything works yeah, yeah. hipsters it really is <laughs> yeah I guess I mean <laughs> I, my it, theory it, on hipsters <laughs> is that the only people who you can identify as hipsters are the ones who are obsessed with who a hipster is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think by definition I'd probably be a hipster. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> uh, I, think, I liked going to Coachella. That was one of the most fun times I ever had. I've yeah. Never, <laughs> I've never been to Coachella. Or, oh, it's what's fun, the man. other one? Dumbledore? Not Dumbledore. <laughs> Bonnaroo. <laughs> Bonnaroo. <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore's uh, Harry Potter something or other. Uh, it's something those uh, kids know that I don't. <laughs> Uh, uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so among so Daniel Johnson was your favorite. Would you He's say? good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to take him off the table just for the sake of. I know why you included him, Jacob, but right. I feel like just for uh, other than him, other than him, yeah. What 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 did you what moved you the most or what did you enjoy the most? Fugazi was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ramones. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Ramones, okay. Uh, Iggy Pop uh, Iggy, uh, Iggy Stooge Iggy Pop Iggy Pop was pretty good and then I'll Stooges. make you a mix <laughs> Yeah make me a mix Don't I'll... get uptight about it like. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay. oh boy <laughs> uh, 
Who's Hooser? Husker? Not the good. Husker do you didn't like? Who else? Like Screaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> Screaming Jay. Oh, yeah, sample guy. Uh, yeah, sample guy. Sample <laughs> yeah, guy. make him sa- get on it, Tim. He's a samples. He's a samples artist. So we'd say Fugazi and not the Stooges. Um, yeah, I don't need to lead you into. It. Yeah, I obviously don't know. not. I, if you didn't, yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. some of the yeah. We should do a whole section of this podcast for like a week later. We call him in and ask him like what he remembers because that's one thing everyone says to me is like he can't remember like his favorite <laughs> of whatever he watched or listened to or whatever after he leaves. But uh, uh I mean I don't know. when I put it on the spot like that I'm just like oh Yeah, well, I imagine what? it's hard to really expose to give someone the full because everything I've ever loved has kind of happened just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. You know. I I've never been sat across a table with microphones. Yeah. And yeah. two guys going, What do you think of the microphones? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's like it's gotta like really hit hard for me. Like Annie Hall really hit hard. So that's how I like remember. Anyhow. Yeah, but like mm. you know, music like, you know, it's it'll take it's gonna take me a, a, like a while. I, I gotta keep listening to their songs and you know. To that's f- normal. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like who could who we could get into now that like would be comparable. I feel like right now like maybe like not comparable, but like who's playing right now that 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 maybe a, a punk band. A or punk something. band. I think the Thermals. I mean, I don't know if you listen, anyone listens to those. I mean, bands, the Thermals. There's a song by the band Japan Droids, uh, uh-huh. the house that Heaven built that I like. <laughs> oh yeah, Japan Droids were at Coachella. They, mm-hmm. they tore it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucked up, I would say. Haven't heard them. Uh, oh, yeah, you probably like fucked up to be honest. There was a band from New Jersey called um, the DC Snipers. Oh boy! <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that, that sentence shouldn't be. Yeah, there's a band from Jersey yeah. called the DC Snipers. Yeah. Okay, and they had a song. <laughs> they had a whole album that was good. I think they came and went. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they had a song. I'm going to see the Thermals in a couple of weeks, Tim. Maybe you can jump on board. How, mu- how much is it? Uh? <laughs> Fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Playing a planetarium in the in Orange County. It'll be great. Oh, wow! For that that yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, all right. Well, Tim, I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, uh, sat through this and, and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't fall asleep at least when we played the music. Uh, I have food coma. <laughs> all right, uh, Jacob. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Thanks man. for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Justified. You've wrapped four seasons. You're starting the fifth. Is that what's happening? Yeah, in a few months. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I will leave it to the multi-million dollar marketing campaign to let people know when that is happening. <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna start right here and get that out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the marketing starts now. Uh, anything else you want to plug? I have nothing else going on. Okay. I will be sucking up and sycophanting at the UCB this summer, yeah. as, I, as I usually am. Cool. Which I think should be mentioned. I think is an incredibly punk rock type venue. Yeah, I think so. with cheap shows and great. Uh, Performances mm-hmm. round the clock, and the performers don't get paid. But you know we're all good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely am. Uh, uh, I know there's website contention about all that. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there was a thing, and you know what? It resulted in free beer in the green room. So uh, oh. yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take good that. for you. Thank, thank you, New York. Uh, uh, all right. Um, Cool. Twitter, anything? No? No, I got nothing. All right. Yeah, no way to... Uh, no problem. Well, thank you so much Just for doing t- it. It's okay to... If you do see me and you do know who I am, that's a big boost. If you say, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> Us uh, guys whose name you don't know, who you realize you didn't go to high school with, we don't mind it when you <laughs> when you come up to us. 
Uh, well, I think any fan of Justified would probably say something. Uh, it's a good show. It's a great show. Thank you. Uh, uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for doing it. Thank, thank you. Guys. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to The Education of Tib Chang. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to listen to other episodes of the show, we got them all up at theeducationoftimchang.com. If you like the show and you want to follow us on Facebook, we're at The Education of Tim Chang on Facebook. And we're posting all sorts of stuff on there. Quotes from the show, YouTube videos that you obviously can't watch in podcast form. Uh, it's going to be good. Um, if you really like the show, uh, I'd appreciate it if you told your friends about it. Uh, or if you want to help us out for real, go to the iTunes store, leave us a nice rating, maybe leave us a nice review. Anything you can do uh, uh, to help get the word out is very much appreciated. Cool. So we'll be back in two weeks. We're going to introduce Tim Chang to John Waters. Uh, it's a good one, and I can't wait to show it to you. So uh, until next time... Yeah.